0: Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk Liverpool. And the Boxing Day fixtures, the famous Boxing Day fixtures, left us with a very tough game. I think if the fixtures came out at the beginning of the season, we saw Leicester away on Boxing Day. We always knew that would be a tough game, but obviously, as Leicester have done so well um, in the first part of the season, uh, this game took on even more importance. It's very rare that you see, first and second in the league playing each other on Boxing Day, but it was a huge clash for us. Um, obviously, with the game at uh, Anfield being so close, with us, James Milner scoring the penalty in the last minute. Obviously, going into this game, me as well as most Liverpool fans, I know, you know, were slightly nervy of this game. Um, we knew that Leicester could cause us some problems. Jamie Vardy's obviously been on on uh, on top form, and and with us coming back from Qatar, from the Club World Cup Championship. Um, There was always the risk also that we might look a bit leggy um, and some of that fatigue may hit us, but I'm glad to report and I'm glad to say none of that negative stuff was apparent in this game. Uh, This game, again, like so many other games this season, has showed why we are in the position that we are in um, and why we are so hard to beat and why it looks more and more likely that we will go on and break that duck and win our our first Premier League Championship. But um, yeah, I think, um, as I was saying, I think it was always a game that was, was going to be a tough one. Um, not only because Leicester, obviously Leicester are a very good team, they've got some great players, but I think one of the things that they've done so impressively well this season is uh, their number of clean sheets. Um, so Johnny Evans and uh, Soyuncu, their two centre-backs have been really, really good this season. Obviously, you see... Obviously Seyunchu um getting some interest from I think the likes of Man City, I think. Um so he's obviously looking to try and do uh big things. But um but yeah, I think all of that kind of um defensive nervousness from from Liverpool fans uh, was all dispelled very quickly in the game and, and arguably within the first ten minutes we should have been out of sight. We had probably more chances in that first 10-15 minutes than we had in all the game in all the game at Anfield. Um, but uh, we were just unable to take it. I think for me, the Mane one was the the, the best chance. Um, there was a crossing from Salah from kind of the edge of the box on the right-hand side, uh, just cutting in on his left foot. And, and Mane kind of ran towards the ball, but decided to almost try and flick the ball in with his left shin uh, rather than even go with his right foot, uh, which was was kind of very strange and very awkward. But I, that's kind of Sadio Mane's style. Um, but uh, he kind of just got it a bit wrong, and the ball the ball ended up going wide. But uh that was kind of one of the big chances in the first 10-15 minutes. And had we put those away, uh, yeah, the game could have been over and, and we could have uh, possibly tried to see the game through. Obviously, that would have been very difficult, but we had the chance uh, very early in the game to, to go ahead and, and dominate right from the outset. But uh, we did end up, we did break the deadlock in the first half um, and it was down to a yet another assist from Trent Alexander-Arnold. This time picking the ball up kind of on the left-hand side. Um, coming inside onto his right foot and whipping a beautiful ball into Firmino at the back post Um, and what Firmino did really really well um, obviously to ensure he scored the goal was head the ball down into the ground I think many strikers there many strikers who maybe aren't in form or don't have the confidence that Firmino has would maybe just head the ball and and therefore I think Casper Schmeichel probably would have a better chance of saving it but because of the way Firmino headed it into the ground it made it very very difficult for Schmeichel to um to get to the ball, uh, which kind of almost just guaranteed a goal. So that was great play from both Trent, obviously, to get the get the ball into the box, but also then from Firmino uh, to make sure that Casper Schmeichel had no chance. Um, and I think the second half is, is I guess, where we really turned the screw. Um, they were obviously behind and because of the gap we had. You know, they had to go for it. They had no choice. Um, I think Brendan Rodgers probably set them out a little too negatively, I think. Uh, even in that first half, although... We only scored the one goal. We were by far the dominant team, and there wasn't many. I, I can't, for the life of me, remember any real chances they had in the first half. And I think, um, yeah, I think they just maybe sat off us a little bit too much. And I think they probably could have um, just gone for the, gone for a little more high energy against us, uh, particularly with us coming off the Club World Cup. But, but yeah, definitely in the second half, we we turned up the volume on our game, uh, and obviously with and there's one player in particular for that you all know who I'm going to be talking about and that is Trent Alexander-Arnold. Um an absolutely bossing the game for that right-hand right-hand flank and it's very it's, it's weird because he almost plays like a right wing back um with Henderson kind of dropping in and then and then Gomez kind of covers that space uh, in behind him should they try and break. They obviously with Gomez um he has so much pace that he can kind of recover and cover that as well. Um which we can probably he he can do probably a lot better than uh, say, a Lovren or Matip. So I think it actually probably works better for Trent that, that Gomez is playing that right centre-back role than, than any of the others. But um, but yeah, Trent just absolutely bossed the game in the second half. Um, And obviously he's up against Ben Chilwell. And ben Chilwell has been a, a great play for, for Leicester this season. But when you look at the difference between a good left-back in Ben Chilwell and then you look at Trent Alexander-Arnold... And it's like night and day. You're seeing a good player, and you're honestly seeing a great player. Um, and you just see the different the different levels that their games are at. Um, and you know it's great for obviously great for England. Uh, you know Trent Alexander Arnold on one side, Ben Chul on the other side. But obviously you know you got to balance that with some of the defensive protection as well at an England level. But but at a club level at least, you know Trent Alexander Arnold has that that freedom to get forward. Um, both wide right and also coming on the inside right when when required, um, when Salah goes out wide. Um, and that partnership that he also has with Salah is really, really good, or whoever comes out on the right-hand side, because I think I've seen more and more recently Salah make that move into the centre and Firmino come out to the right as well. So Trent's really having that um, great connection with whoever it is on that right-hand side, which is obviously great for us. Um, The second goal actually did come, again, from kind of indirectly from Trent alexander arnold from a corner this time, uh, getting the ball into the box. One of these ones where it was kind of just a little bit flatter, uh, possibly maybe a bit of a miskick maybe, or maybe that was intended, I'm not 100% sure. But um, the ball kind of just struck Soyuncu on the left arm, I think. yeah I think his body was just in a slightly awkward position and he made it difficult for himself but it was you know a stonewall penalty don't, there was obviously a bit of protest from the Leicester players but I don't think they really believed that um, that it wasn't a penalty and, and James Mourner who had just come on and scored the winning penalty when we beat Leicester 2-1 at Anfield uh, calmly slotted the ball past Casper Schmeichel with very little uh, very little effort it was a, a great little great little finish any of you guys watching the match it was a very interesting angle that Amazon Prime uh, who were showing the game here in the UK decided to uh, to have it was a very, very cool view where you can kind of almost see from, from James Milner's perspective, so I really, really enjoyed that. Um, and I think after that second goal is when um, Leicester heads started to drop, I think. Um, and uh, they weren't you know, they weren't passing the ball as crisply, and I think from then the question became about you know, how many for us rather than um, you know. Would Leicester get back into the game, and I think this is what ultimately will lead Leicester to finish kind of third or fourth in the league, not second. Um, I think when they go when they play up against the bigger teams, um, when they go one or two behind, the only thing they have it in them to. To overturn those kind of results um, or those scores, um, and then again, obviously they struggled against Norwich and I think some of the lesser teams as well. They they struggle with sometimes as well, so that's why I think ultimately City will I think finish second, and, uh, but I think I still think Leicester will finish in the top four. Um, and yeah, and after that second goal, the third and fourth came relatively quickly after that. Um, The third goal was another great cross from Trent. Uh, There's only so many great things we can say about Trent in in this episode, but it was kind of, if you played it behind the defenders, so obviously everyone was running into the box, so the defenders were running full pelt into the box, they couldn't stop. But the ball was played just behind them. Firmino able to trap the ball, and then it was just very easy for him to just lift it into the net. Um, Obviously with his two goals in the Club World Cup, and then his brace in this game, he's moved to four goals in three. Um, He hadn't necessarily been scoring as much previously, so it was great to see him back in the goals. Um, and Bobby Firmino looking like Bobby Firmino um, and when he's scoring as well as well as kind of being that link um, he's just uh, you know an even better asset to our team uh, and the fourth goal you know what can you say the ball the ball kind of was played into Mane and the, the play just opened up and there was a load of space on the right hand side um, Mane played a beautiful ball nicely weighted into Trent Alexander-Arnold and just first time absolutely smashed it a bit of fizz with the outside of his foot so the ball kind of curled in towards the goal Rather than away, and uh, yeah, then celebrated with the Mbappe celebration, which got all of the Mbappe Twenty Twenty crew all excited. I think you know, I think it's just um, maybe an instinct in the moment or whatever. Maybe he was playing FIFA or something like that, and he, he did the Mbappe celebration. But obviously, I think when you're talking about when we're talking about Mbappe, just there, when we're talking about the best young players in the world, Trent Alexander Arnold has to be up there. I don't want to see any of this FIFA Club World Cup stuff at the end of the next year where he's not there and just like. Carvajal or someone like that is there because he is the best right back in the world. Um, no conversation about that. And when you're talking about the best young players in the world, yeah, when you're talking about your Mbappes, when you're talking about your Delits, when you're talking about your Kai Havertz. Trent Alexander-Arnold is in that conversation and he fully deserves to be in that conversation. So uh, fair play to him. Um, but yeah, the tough fixture list continues. Um, we've got Wolves at home on the 29th of December. Uh, obviously, re- I'm recording this after their their win against Manchester City, which even though they were playing against 10 men was a really, really tough game for them. City actually defended very, very well. So fair play to them. They haven't done that too often this season. Maybe they defend better with 10 men than they do with 11. But um, yeah, I think it took a lot from them. Yeah. Um, they have come back they have you know this season quite a few times come back from being behind to win games um so obviously they you know they will pose a threat even if we do go ahead and obviously they've got you know some big players in their team they've got Raul Jimenez who I think is a really really good striker obviously Adama Traore who's just a tank um, he's got pace and muscle like that combination is crazy like he's built so big and yeah, yeah, at the same time, he is so quick. Um, so uh, he'll obviously be a threat um, up against Andy Robertson on the right. Uh, but they obviously play a five at the back as well, or three at the back with two wing wingbacks. Um, so they'll be pushing up against Trent Alexander-Arnold and uh, Andy Robertson. But what that does mean, I think, is that there will be space in behind those. Um, so for the likes of Salah and Marley, I think that'll be great. Um, And then, obviously, as their three centre-backs then get wider, um, that leaves then more space in the midfield for Firmino and runners from midfield to to fill those gaps uh, when we're going forward. So I'm really positive about um, uh, the game. Obviously, at this moment in time, we just don't look like losing any games, um, but Wolves are a great team. Uh, and as Klopp and the players have said, you know, we're looking one game at a time, looking to just put in our best performance in every single game. I think there will be some rotation. Uh, I would expect the likes of Origi and Shakiri to come into the team, maybe even James Milner. Um, but um, yeah, you know, going into the game, fully confident um, that we'll pick up the three points. And just to end the episode quickly, um, we have the shout out to Klopp um, as we do in every episode. And, and this and this uh, this game or this week um, is definitely for the centre backs. Uh, we've kept I think five clean sheets in a row now. Um, which was unheard of earlier in the season. That was kind of one of the things that many people were saying that maybe would be the reason why we wouldn't win the league. And we're kind of starting to look a bit like what we used to look like last season where we just weren't conceding. Um, And I think that's down to Joe Gomez and and Virgil van Dijk who have created a great partnership um, over the last couple of weeks. Uh, They look really, really good together. And as I mentioned before, um, Joe Gomez covering that space behind Trent um, really, really well. And obviously Van Dijk just being Van Dijk and just like It's crazy when you see him as a defender. He is just so, so good, um, so accurate, so fast, um, and he's just an amazing, amazing defender. But um, yeah, thank you guys for listening to this episode. Obviously, we've got um, Wolves up next. Make sure you tune in for that episode, and I'll catch you on the next one.